Oh, that's my cat. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm almost ready. I just, what is that, a cat? Nobody said there was a cat in here. A nudnik, a real bum. The bad clowns freak him out. This is the theme song of the podcast of the movie of the uncle of the uh, niece. Niece. It's his niece. We watch the movie by the minute and we talk about what's in it, but we want it to be different, so we added two more seconds. It's you and Sixty-two. Uh, sixty-second. Welcome back to UHF 62nd, where we analyze the 1980, wait, this is 89, right? Not 90? Yes, 89. Oh, the year is 2018. Yes. Are you talking about, okay. The movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 89. Starting over. Yep. Welcome back to UHF 62nd, where we analyze the 1989 new, let's do it together. Welcome back, well, to UH- welcome back to the UHF. <laughs> okay. Welcome to UHF 62nd, where we analyze the 1989 movie UHF one minute at a time. This is minute 13. I am Jonathan Carlisle, one of the hosts. I am David Johnson, one of the other hosts. Today, both of us hosts are joined by somebody who needs no introduction at all. Hello, baby. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Tom. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of busy, and we had to fit this in real early in the morning, but uh, yeah, I'm glad to be on the cast. Uh, big fan of the cast in general, and <laughs> glad to make time to join you boys. Right on. Minute 13 uh, begins with uh, Uncle Harvey... Um, Telling Esther that uh, he won a station uh, with a pair of sevens and ends with um, the Nash Metropolitan pulling up to the uh, station that was just won in a card game. So, great bluffing with a pair of sevens. Classic card move. So when we saw him and he was winning and he was just like raking it in, he's like, ha 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 ha. Do you, do you think he was excited to win this? Or it was just part of the pile? And he's just like, oh, what's this? Oh. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you think the weirdest thing is that he's won? Do you Okay, first of all, do you think he often wins? Like, is this regular for him? Oh, he, I guess he says, like, business was good. So maybe he doesn't normally <laughs> win that much. Doesn't just, he say that? I just like when the, uh, imagining the times when it's not good. And she's like, how's business? And he's just like, <laughs> None of my horses came in. What is he playing? Poker? So, we're reasonably sure they're playing poker. However, I have no idea what bluffing with a pair of sevens means. I mean, I'm guessing that it means he had two sevens, and he was saying that he had something that was a better hand than two sevens. I guess that's, like, what the words mean, but I... So, is this something that you think that's been passed around? Like, he he makes a comment about how the... They can't even find anyone to manage the place. He seems to he seems to know about it. So I'm just wondering, is this like a deed that they often put in the pile? <laughs> like every every week at on poker night, somebody comes without any actual cash, so they have to bet the the station. <laughs> yeah, that could be, yeah, because he does. Yeah, he's like it's all it's been on the brink of on the edge of bankruptcy for years. So yeah, he does seem to know the history of it. Which or did he weird. just learn that history and is acting like he's somebody who 
knew that history. Yeah, it could have been like a like a thing like in uh, Solo, a Star Wars story where uh, Lando like bets the Millennium Falcon, and then it comes out later that it's like impounded. You know, so this guy could have been like, I have a TV station, and then after he won the hand, he's like, Yeah, that TV station's not really a. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little station on the edge of town. It's been a bankruptcy for years. <laughs> for years. Um, yeah, don't you know UHF 62 and how it's been bankrupt for years? Don't you know? <laughs> he makes this comment that uh, more people watch the uh, fish tank at Leo's Pet Store. So I went to see if there was a Leo's Pet Store, or, but mm-hmm. I did not find any. But I did find a website that gave us the top 10 pet stores of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Which is a little bit weird. I mean, I don't know, like, are there actual top 10 websites for other cities? Or top 10 pet stores websites of other cities? That seems like a really mundane thing. Like, I wonder what the person that compiles top 10 pet store sites is like. I mean, I'm sure they're a nice person if they're listening, but... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> Not to offend any uh, top ten compilers. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we love it's a you. cat lady of some type. Uh, where I live, we've had two cats show up to our house, and I guess that's true. If I was the cat lady, I would have just accepted them in. Which one of them I almost did, actually. But uh... Tom, if you get a third cat show up, I think you may want to take a look at yourself and, and consider that you may actually be a cat lady. They they how, say how that the cat... uh, you know the percentage of cat ladies is one out of three, and if if you don't know any other cat ladies in a group of three, you are the cat lady. That's right. If, <laughs> if 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 in your group of friends you don't know who is the cat lady, it's you. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's an old adage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, it's going going back to a pet store. So I'm kind of surprised actually that there's not a different name for pet stores like as a group yeah I just, to me like pet stores sounds you know so archaic i guess there's gotta Basically, be some fancier because yeah. <laughs> pets are not just pets they're not just you know animals oh i thought you were saying more like how uh you don't call it like a food store a grocery yeah. store or like a sandwich store or a deli right they're sandwich shoppies <laughs> yeah right. but you're talking more along the lines of just the word pet Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, there's there's pet owners that are, some that are pretentious and some that aren't, I guess, but. So, okay, try this on then. How does a non-human family member store sound? Sounds a little confusing at the beginning, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's the kind of, that's what you're getting at, sort of, right? Yeah. Um, well, also yeah. because some of these stores aren't just stores. They also are, you know, a collection of services and, you know, vet services and, and hair trimming, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so real quick, I just just want to run through these, so give a little shout-out to these pet stores in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We got number one. Wait, wait, you're starting <laughs> with number one? Yeah, because it gets worse from there. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, so if someone said Southern Agriculture, would you immediately think pet store? Uh, I would think like yeah. hay, hay and, or seeds or something. Right. They look like an all-in-one thing. They, they offer vet services or connection to vet services anyway. Number two, the dog dish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> gross. Yeah, that is yeah, that is actually kinda <laughs> gross. Number three, and this is where it goes downhill real fast, is Pet Smart. I'm not saying Pet Smart is bad. When I think of a pet store, I'm thinking of like that little shop on the corner where that has all the little tanks and way so too where everybody goes to watch the fishes. Right, right. But Yeah, uh, like uh Floyd's 
Floyd's Fish Market. Is that what he calls it? Oh, Leo's Pet Store. Floyd's Fish Market. Where did I get that? Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Number four, Red Dog Hound and Tax Supply. Red Dog. Isn't that a beer? It could be because uh, I I looked them up a little bit, and it seems that on their logos, it seems like Red Dog is kind of like the name brand. And then it's the Red Dog version of Hound and Tax Supply. So maybe they oh. maybe they've diversified and they've gone into breweries and pets. Not your granddaddy's uh, Hound and Tax Supply. <laughs> huh? My uh, friend, uh, my old friend Chris, his dad was famous for drinking a Red Dog beer, and I always associated it with kind of uh, blue collar kind of hillbillies, <laughs> like Southern agriculture. You guys remember Red Dog beer? I do not. I, I used to I collect, bo- collect bottle caps as a as a kid, and I I had a few Red Dog bottle caps, but no uh, Hound and Tack uh, bottle caps. None of those, mm. uh, strangely enough. Uh, number seven, Street Cats Incorporated. <laughs> Street Cats. <laughs> so this this that's... looks more like your cat lady establishment. Which, I mean, that's not bad uh, because they take in stray cats and nurse them back to well livability. This... Meh. Street cat. Now I feel bad for. So I was gonna make fun of it. Now, <laughs> now that you say that, I'm like, Ugh. but the the Street Cats Incorporated makes to me it sounds like, you know, when Oliver and Company came out, there was like a straight to video uh, knockoff to try and get people, you know, like Street Cats Incorporated. <laughs> like it's a uh, like the big blockbuster was Street Cars Incorporated, and then your grandma went to the video store. And said, <laughs> oh, Street Cats. He loves that. Grandma, you messed up. <laughs> That's all I got. So there's no more list. Okay. Well, my hey, um, man, cool list. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, actually, yeah, it's still on the pet store thing. Um, but I did look uh, because we seem to have there's a lot of connections to Pee Wee and Pee Wee's Playhouse or just the Pee Wee verse. So I, for some reason, it just like clicked in my head like, oh, maybe the pet store in Pee Wee's Big Adventure is Leo's pet store. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's literally just generic pet store. Wait, no, it's not it, literally generic pet store. It's just a generic pet store. My question about this was if Leo's pet store was a competitor of Raul's, who we have not met yet, but later on we're going to see Raul in his show Raul's Wild Kingdom. So I was wondering, you know, what Raul's take on Leo's Pet Store was. Or if perhaps Leo's Pet Store is where Raul is getting um, supplied all his animals for his show. If Uncle Harvey is aware enough of Leo's Pet Store, I, I would imagine that it's the hit pet store in... What is this, Albuquerque? <laughs> or what's this? Oh, Tulsa. Tulsa. I'm sorry. Tulsa in reality. I in got the weird film, Al on the brain. Ever... Albuquerque. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> now we got to wait 10 minutes for that song to play. <laughs> yeah. So I really like the swipe sound effect as uh, Uncle Harvey is, um, you know, pulls the deed out of his uh, sports coat pocket and is talking to Esther about <laughs> it. And uh, she uh, grabs it. And uh, there's that really great swipe sound effect that I really like a lot. And there's a couple moments in the film that have really awesome added sound effects that aren't necessary. And it's not, it doesn't, it's not like a big laugh. Like I don't laugh at it. It just, uh, I get a stupid grin on my face and it's amusing to me. And there's a couple of sound effects that are like that in this movie. 
And uh, so I like those little sound edits. And so I looked up on IMDb. I went to look up the sound editors to give them a shout out. And there are too many uh, to shout out <laughs> to many. individually. So good job, team. Yeah, I like that sound too. There's so many of them. I wonder what that's like when they're like, okay, we're going to put all these zany, crazy sounds in there like a morning zoo radio show. And they're like, no, 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 no. Just one. You get one for this minute. Oh. <laughs> It would be interesting to know if, like, Al, like, how much detail he was, you know, if he was, like, visiting, you know, the editing, the sound editing and post and, you know, was like, I'm, I'm like a, people call me a weird Al. I'd, I'd like some sound effects, you know, that are kind of weird in there a couple times if you want to throw some in or if people just kind of, like, understood the tone he was going for and, and took it upon themselves, you know? I don't know. It'd be, it would be super curious to know kind of how some of these other aspects of the film that weren't, like, he may not have been directly involved with because everything feels so weird Al about this movie down to the like little sound yeah. edits like that. Yeah. I never even noticed that whoosh sound until I was reviewing it for this minute and I put headphones on. It's very funny, but I just never noticed it. And it's, it almost makes it even more funny. Uh huh. Those are actually the moments in, this is like real talk now. Those are the moments in movies that I actually like <laughs> that you don't notice, but they still inform your viewing experience. And then, right. and then when we analyze this by the minute, we're like, oh, that's why I feel that way when I hear or see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a special little treat for the for the uh, big time fans. So what are they trying to inform us with that little? The <laughs> Esther is in control in that relationship, uh, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, am I wrong? They don't really show much of Esther, but she seems more in control of reality than uh, harvey who seems like a conniving uh poker player no mongler some kind of mongler <laughs> I, was, <I'm laughs> I don't know <laughs> trying that word out <laughs> okay yeah. at least contained in this minute we i mean she's the one that makes a decision about george and he's like oh no but then you know hard cuts to yep that's what happened yeah yeah so let's talk about that for a second here she says she knows who would be perfect to run the station. And she nods with her head, mostly with her chin, I think, actually, and indicates George. Going back to what I've uh, postulated earlier, that uh, Terry is actually the niece of Esther and of uh, Uncle Harvey. She doesn't say, I know who would be perfect to run the station, your nephew, George, or your nephew. She just, like, nods with her head. Well, His kind of uncomfortableness and almost verging on like terror or panic i guess maybe more panic at the idea of george running the station i don't know like i have two nephews yeah discuss i have two nephews and um they might not always be the best suited for any random thing that comes along uh but i don't know that i would ever react to my own nephews in that manner so i think that george is i think that terry is is harvey's niece and I think Esther has taken a shine to George. I'm not really sure why, except for he's got imagination, um, which is why he's charming. Be, yeah, and that. So is there is there a chance that she was actually uh, nodding towards Terry, who's behind George? And then when she called, she's like, George, George, come over here, because he was in, in the way of her nodding. Move. I love that. Yeah, she was trying to get George's attention so that he could turn around and get Terry's attention, because you don't want to, like, scream out in the middle of a party. So he comes over. <laughs> like she does. And she... <laughs> Well, yeah. So he comes over and she says, you know, we have this UHF station and the second half of the sentence was going to be that we'd like Terry to run. 
but he hears UHF station and he's like, Oh, I'd love to do that. Oh. And then, uh, wait a minute. No, that doesn't work because, uh, Harvey interprets Esther's, uh, head nod as George. Unless he thinks Terry's a man. Cause he says, no, not him. So, uh, yeah, maybe Harvey thought that Esther met the dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, not him. He's got punch all over his belly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that punch too, by the way. How how familiar are you are you guys with punch? Cuz there's looks like there's like lemon slices floating around in it. Is that typical for punch? Yeah, you can put Yeah, sure. Why not? I've just never been around punches that much. <laughs> I'm 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 pretty familiar with punch. I mean, I've I've had I've ingested punch, so I would say that oh, makes I've us had Hawaiian punch. <laughs> But there's yeah, no I, I've seen lemon uh, slices. I've seen lemon slices and punch before. I feel like that's a, yeah. It, a regular and then you thing. notice the it, it it's like a big kind of like a alligator skin glass bowl. Like it's just got like a rippled texture to it. The bowl itself, the punch bowl, the titular punch bowl itself, is <laughs> in a smaller bowl. Uh, I just, I just don't know much about punch, so. <laughs> It interests. Me. Well, I'm glad you're here. This this podcast is all about punch, <laughs> or not. I actually don't like punch. I've been around punch a lot, and I've tried different punches. I find that that's uh, watered down isn't quite the the right uh, term, hmm. but but I find that yeah, it's it's not. I've never had one that's really flavorful. It's always just like a mixture of flavors, and they're all just kind of like there. Punch is a like. Um, I listen to a lot of Irish folk music, and there is there's a song I know called "Jug of Punch." And when I looked it up, it punch is like a it's got like whiskey in it. Whoa! Um, you know, like it's like an old Irish thing with punch. I, I don't know. I've just never been around punch that much, but I've it's come into my life in so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> just not down my throat. <laughs> I hope that's uh, the wow. main way. Um, well, I, I, now that we've talked about spiking the punch or having alcohol in the punch, I hope that ah, this spiking punch... spiking the punch. Yeah, I, I hope that this punch did have whiskey or whatnot in it because I hope that dog Ooh. Um, <laughs> got uh, drunk on the Ooh. punch and caused havoc later on in the evening. Oh, well, since we are analyzing this by the minute or by the 62 seconds anyway... Uh, that dog does not drink any of that punch. That dog is not even opening its mouth. <laughs> in in the scene that we see, he's yeah. probably already had his fill. But even even mm. when he gets tossed in, he doesn't look like he really wants to be there. I just uh, want to throw this word into the mix-up. Punch drunk is a funny thing to say about all that. I'll right? one-up that. I'll add a third word, punch drunk love, which gets us to oh. the uh, wonderful Paul Thomas Anderson film. But uh, um, just going back really quick to the bowl... I believe that you were talking about kind of the pedestal that the bowl is on, which kind of looks like a secondary bowl underneath of it. Right. It's like a smaller version of itself. Right. So my wife has like a serving kind of a thing that's somewhat similar to that. And the, the thing underneath has uh, ice. Yep. See, I always thought that was the goal of having like the, the sherbet in there was that it, it also kept it cool because it's frozen when it goes in. Yeah, that may also be. I, I don't know. I can't tell for sure. But I just know that there are serving accoutrement that have that kind of a thing this is kind of like a, a russian nesting bowl it's got, it just, just keeps getting <laughs> maybe under the screen there just keeps getting smaller and smaller bowls that are actually actually supported by the floor not the table yeah the punch is not yeah. mixed like each you have to like pour some out ladle some out of each bowl to get the punch effect it's all the ingredients are in separate bowls <laughs> make your own punch 
So, so I, I, I almost think we actually started talking about this in the last episode, but uh, but yeah, th- this dog was supposed to be dancing on the table on its hind legs or something, and then jump into the punch bowl, and that was not happening. And so Weird Al just tossed him in, which I yeah. think is funnier or more funny, I guess. I saw that too when I was looking up uh, info on this minute, and I I thought about that, and I just. I, I don't get how that's funny, especially compared to the way that Weird Al just drops him in the bowl, which I think is the funniest way to end that interaction between him and the dog. Gentlemen, uh, I have to say that we are all in agreement. Um, we are? I think, I, yeah, that I think it is oh. funnier that he just dumps the uh, dog in the bowl, and I think it really um, kind of shows George's uh, personality of, like, kind of, being flighty and and just he's like on to the next thing yeah Uh uh-huh yes it's a very character moment versus see i think the idea of having a dog dancing on the table in the background or or the foreground or however they were going to shoot it i get through this movie that there's uh the different characters that we meet there there's kind of uh very similar to peewee i guess there's kind of like a a circusy like pardon the phrase freak show kind of essence to the the different characters and stuff um, so I think like having a dog dancing on a table would just be like part of Weird Al's imagined world, like just silly, crazy things are just happening. But I like this better because it is more just like a character moment of like this just tells us more about who George is. And it's not just it's not the world that's crazy necessarily. It's just that George is a little bit crazy. Yeah. Plus, how would that dog jump? I mean, I don't know. I just can't. I can't picture that. Dogs can jump, but that seems like a really awkward jump to go from your hind legs up mm-hmm. and into a bowl that's that large. Yeah, stick the landing on top of it. <laughs> Come on. So, a UHF station. I don't think that uh, I had here a note that we weren't really going to take the time to explain what UHF is, and that listeners can refer back to our teaser episode for an explanation a very good and thorough explanation of what uhf is so yeah so you're, you're just telling us what your note was yeah <laughs> i guess so okay. my note was not to talk about this thing <laughs> yep or i just my note was that uh, i wanted to tell people why you know if anybody is like man they didn't even talk about uhf well we've we've already done that yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying no more so hold your emails <laughs> can you how, how do you hold an email I guess you could print it out and hold it. <laughs> yeah. Save it as a draft. Yeah. In fact, we should probably take down our uh, email address. Now I just want people to write out emails and print them out and mail them into us. <laughs> At our mailing address. Mailing address? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listeners, print out your addresses and mail them to David and Jonathan at P.O. Box UHF 62nd, Madison, Wisconsin, 49646. Jonathan, are you um, invoking the gorgeous tones and uh, musical stylings of John Duprez? I sure am. He Heck was yeah. also, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with that name because I listened to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles minute where John Duprez was the... I guess he did the whole the whole soundtrack or the sound. I know someone made a, told me that there's a difference between a soundtrack and a score. Yes. I don't want to mess that up. So I'm just not going to say which one it was because I don't remember. He did the score. Weird Al did most score. of the soundtrack. Right. Okay. In fact, you can you can get UHF the album, you know, by Weird Al. So that's the soundtrack. But yeah, John Duprez did the score. Yes. 
Um, he also did the score for uh, Fish Called Wanda and several other Monty Python type things. Um, so we know we're in good hands with John Deprez. Right. And uh, I saw that he ha- was a horn player in a band called Modern Romance, which was a described as the genre of new wave salsa, which I'd oh. never heard of that as a genre. But I do. I am a new wave <laughs> fan in general. Uh, so I did listen to Modern Romance, and it is definitely new wave salsa. I would say that's an accurate descriptor. What would you call the hmm. what we hear in this minute? The score. Okay, and what it's dialing. <laughs> is it uh, just acapella? Is that uh, that's just an umbrella term? That is it only? Oh, you know, I don't know that it is only voices. I think there's like a little kind of a rim shot or drum. Like a backbeat thing. I think they're... If I was listening to this while we were actually recording this, I might know, but I have to go from memory because I don't want to cause other sounds. There's definitely finger snaps, but that does that negate acapella? Because that's still a bodily, so. uh, bodily function, bodily so function. to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, actually, I guess we're joking about it, but, you know, Weird Al's not a stranger to bodily functions in his music with all the hand, oh, the hand no. farts and stuff like that. That's one thing about Weird Al that when I try to get my wife or somebody to be like, yeah, he's he's a genius, and I'll play a song, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he's got a fart solo in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's funny, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't really stand the test of time. <laughs> what? Fart jokes. I don't know. Like uh, People are uh, always farting. Just like they say, <laughs> ABF, always be farting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never trust a fart, uh, someone once told me. Uh, but you know, like Headline News, which I think is a great parody song, but then it goes into that, like, fart solo a third of the way through it it's like oh okay <laughs> now was it an actual fart solo or because i know that uh, they do the hand farts you know where you put your hands together and yeah it's i don't like know if i can fart, get up some on the mic fart. here but no it's just air moving my hands aren't uh slimy enough to get the fart going what enough yeah <laughs> oh oh there we go <laughs> oh, nice. I that's all i got <laughs> was that hand or was that ar- armpit <laughs> that was hand that was that was all hand nice i tried armpit but it made no noise is, is someone doing oh, it i can't i can't do it i guess my uh deodorant's uh pretty good <laughs> wait what <laughs> <laughs> these are conversations i never had to have as a you know, like uh, eight-year-old like, oh, my armpit fart won't work. Too much deodorant. Well, isn't that the thing, isn't it? Uh, the, you know, like a slight amount of moisture on the skin, and so the air is able to escape the cavity that you're creating? Man, gross. Ugh. <laughs> that was a lot of words that I think some people just, like, toned up. Uh, when I was a kid, I also used to, because uh, your knee pits are similar to your armpits, so you could put each hand, or, like, your left hand under your left knee and your right hand under your right knee, and they lay on your back on the floor and then just go wild and you get all these like <laughs> what the <laughs> it's an audio podcast so i can't show you um good Plus my, yeah my knee deodorant is a little too strong today um did you do uh like a uh, i don't know how to uh, phrase it like a trade-off or um you know syncopated so it looked like you're riding a bicycle so like one knee then the other knee you know <laughs> yeah yeah you just, you just left right left right left right there should be a like a body fart workout video oh my goodness there should be we should just make we should just make that a commercial until it happens 
<laughs> we just advertise yeah. it on our podcast until someone hears it and be like, oh, I guess it's a thing. I'm thinking of the the body, you know, kind of head to toe and like what you can work out. And I know somebody, maybe everybody can do it, <laughs> but I know somebody who can, they kind of raise their shoulder and they can kind of like cradle their head in their shoulder and then move their head forward and make a little fart noise with their neck. What? Yes. A neck fart? Yes. You can sort of do like a ear fart, you know, if you put your hand over your mm. ear and... Do you have to work out your ears, though? Well, you know, you want to be in good podcasting shape. That's true. <laughs> so if you hear anything in the background, that was just my ears. How bad does an ear fart smell? Like, let's rate the smells of... So you got the knee fart, uh, you got the classic fart, yeah. and the armpit <laughs> fart. <laughs> number one. <laughs> <laughs> With a bullet. Uh, or a... Uh, well, anyway. Um, so, the... Metropolitan Nash pulls up to the <laughs> UHF station. Yes, it does. Um, Headlights on and everything. <laughs> hey, that's one thing. A he cool does, car. We do see George driving around a bit. He, he seems to be at least responsible with that. The Nash isn't banged up or anything. We don't see much of it um, in this minute. No, unfortunately. We don't see, really, overall, you don't see much of it in the movie, which is a shame. That's true. Yeah, it's weird they would go with such an odd car and not make a bigger joke out of it i don't mind if they don't but it's just like it almost makes it even funnier that it's just like oh look he drives this weird car that just speaks to the restraint that we've spoken of how this movie is very restrained and it's right. which is a weird thing to say about weird al that he has you know this movie that weird al made is is very restrained and it's uh humor but it kind of is in a way I'm actually surprised that they didn't go for the uh, Stanley Spadowski in this tiny car moment. I don't think we ever see him sitting in it. Oh, yeah. That would have been good. Just because he's so tall. He'd have to have his head yeah. sticking uh, out yeah. the top or something. <laughs> or uh, uh, I would have liked to have seen him uh, take his cameraman, who we'll see later on, um, for a ride in that. Because that, that guy's a big guy. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I, was think, I was thinking of the wrong oh, cameraman. Oh, no, no. Yeah, there are two cameramen, <laughs> and I'm talking about the other one. Wait, which one? The sandwich eating one? <laughs> the, the sandwich eating one, yes. Yeah, so also in the commentary, uh, Weird Al rattles off a ton of information about this location. Um, uh, what this transmitter tower in the background used to be. There's like a plethora of stations, uh, apparently, because in reality, I guess this place was on the edge of bankruptcy for years. I'm not going to... Does anybody feel like we need to go through all the iterations of this, um, what this tower is? Should we do that been? next minute? Sure, okay. Save it. Save it. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if we're kind of wrapped up on this minute, then um, I would like to thank Tom for coming on. You're very welcome. I would like to thank... This is something that I've been meaning to do for a while, and I keep forgetting. My apologies. But I would like to thank Dan Harris for designing our wonderful logo that's on all our social media. And I would like to encourage people to go to TeePublic and buy a t-shirt with that design from Dang Harris Designs. Um, and you can find our TeePublic site by going to uhf62nd.com. Uh, and you can also join our group on Facebook called Town Talk, and you can um, tell us all the things that we forgot to mention because you cannot send us an email at uhf62nd at gmail.com. You can't actually do that. But we've told you to print them and hold them, so don't do that. Uh, also, don't uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Don't use iTunes. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just decided that it does. Um, <laughs> not only do we not care about it, now we're just anti-iTunes. Yeah, or if you do, I I guess uh, I would like to see 
some people try and outdo each other with the weirdest or the meanest review that you can. I'll accept that. Of the podcast? Yes. Or, I guess, if you want to review something else and... <laughs> as as our podcast review, they just they're just reviewing the toaster or something. I was gonna say toaster. That's crazy. Oh. Are we both having a stroke? Let me be your heart now. Tune in next episode to find out if we have had strokes. <laughs>